Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom convo. That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's up 
liftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. I'm Mike Vardy. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout? Oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklinen and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, Grow with Shopify, and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not because CrashPlan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast, so take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. 
So go to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's crashplan.com slash timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? It's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy. And this edition of the podcast, there are no guests. This week, I am going to talk to you just about the the making of the Productivityist playbook. Now, it's going to come across maybe as a bit of an infomercial, and, and if that's how you want to look at it, that's fine. So if you want to skip this episode, go ahead. Uh, this episode is the same for my Patreon supporters as well as for my, uh, you know, the public. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, of course, you can head over to patreon.com slash productivityist and you can check that out. Uh, and, and there's perks and all that stuff there. And you can actually, if you're at $10 or more per month, you get a copy of the Productivityist Playbook. 
uh, as part of uh, your your level of support. So you may listen to this entire episode and say, you know what? I want to pick this thing up and I want to support the podcast and I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. And that's how you can do it. So this week, I am going to dive into the making of the Productivityist Playbook. I was going to do this as a bonus episode. That's initially what my plan was. But I decided that I'm going to, I was going to dive into how I made this thing happen and made this kind of, you know, I guess at the end of the day, this is an MVP to start off with. A minimum viable product is what they call an MVP. And I wanted to dive into this because... I think it's important to see how I structured my time so that I could create this product, how come it took so long to create this product, what the product is leading to, and so much more. And, and you know, I think that there are some lessons that can be learned in here as well. So this is what we're going to talk about this week on the show. And let's just get into it right now. So here we go. Okay, so let's talk about how this whole thing came to be. So first off, a little bit of history behind the the idea of the Productivityist Playbook. First off, uh, I created a product about three years ago called the Productivityist Workbook, and it was based on the ideas of, you know, I wanted to create some strategies surrounding the ideas of idea management, email management, time management, and task management. And then shortly thereafter, I created a book called The Now Year, a practical guide to calendar management. And that book was out for a little while, and I pulled it. Mainly because there were some things in there I just wasn't wasn't happy with. And also, it was kind of the beginning of the Now Year Method, which is what I am teaching more and more people. Uh, in fact, it's, it's, the, it's the methodology that I teach all, all my coaching clients uh, in, in several different respects. And, and I'm going to go over that a little bit as we get further into this episode. So it had been a while since the workbook had come out. And if any of you have created something before, you know that... Uh, you know, and if you're entrepreneurial, you know that you want to update your things and, and make things happen and, and, and do all that stuff. And I was looking at the workbook and knew it needed an upgrade, knew it needed to be updated. There were some apps that I'd mentioned in there that, that were no longer viable. Uh, there were uh, some tactics that I didn't necessarily, uh, I don't think were structured in a way that I would have would have wanted to structure them going forward. There were a lot of things I wanted to change. So rather, so I was ready to do a, a full-on update and you know, make it version 2.0. But then I thought about it, and I, there was a couple things. Number one is I thought, you know, this thing has been around for a while, and I wanted to make something that was both tactical yeah, I wanted to have some video stuff. I wanted to have some audio stuff. I wanted to make this guide, but I wanted to make it more than that. And secondly, I wanted to kind of integrate my thoughts and and, and I guess maybe my the the ideas of what happens with with football. It's, we're in football season right now as as I'm recording this, and I'm a big Cincinnati Bengals fan. Uh, you know, woe is me for a lot of people out there who who follow the National Football League, but you know. All sports generally have these playbooks. The NFL is probably most notably known for, for having playbooks where you, you have specific plays that are designed to be used in certain situations. And I thought about this and I said, you know, what if I created something that would give people an overarching look at my methodology? Because that's what people have been asking for for a long time. A lot of my listeners, a lot of my readers have been asking for that for a long time it, to have it all kind of corralled in one place. And then secondly... What if I did it in a way that allowed people to kind of piecemeal it together to make it their own? 
So if they only wanted to use certain elements of it, which is really what the now year method allows, it does allow you to use only elements of it and you'll see incremental productivity increases, which you don't see with a lot of the other methodologies out there. Most of them are, you don't really see the benefits unless you do all of it. Uh, with mine, you, I mean, again, and maybe I'm being a bit, you know, uh, I think all of them do have merit. Clearly they all do. Um, but I think that some of them require you to be really all in with them. And, and the, the now your method doesn't necessarily require that. Uh, it, it helps like with anything else, but it doesn't require it. So I thought, what if I built something different? What if I just scrapped the workbook altogether? And from the ground up, I just decided to build this, this new thing. And I decided that since it was a sequel, or a successor to the workbook, why not call it the Productivityist Playbook? And I had had some thoughts about building a course on the Now Year Method and doing more, uh, doing several tiers and all that stuff that you see when you're working with products. And, and that's why it took so long to get to this point. I mean, this, this, the Now Year Method's been around for a while. I've been teaching it to clients for a while. The, the changes to the workbook could have been done a long time ago. But when you're building a business or you're building something, you run into this, I, you know, this, this and, and you're doing it generally, like, and you're the IP, you're the person that, that comes up with all the content generally. You find that, that there's only so much that you can do. And that's what I found. I found that I was in a position where there was only so much that I could do. And it kept falling by the wayside first with the idea of bringing coaching into the, into the mix. And then, you know, the newsletters, the blogs, the podcast, all the other stuff I was working on speaking engagements. And then of course, now the, the, the book deal with Wiley, all of these things were, were pressing to the forefront and the Wiley book deal wasn't around when I initially was going to do the playbook as well. So I'll get to that in a second, but I had, a bunch of different course platforms I'd signed up for. And I had a bunch of different ways to look at how I was going to build a course and, and all that stuff, all the stuff that you go through when you're ready to build something, you research and you learn and you experiment and you dive in. And, and all of a sudden you're, you're spending more time looking and, and exploring, deliberating and less time doing. And I fell into that trap. Now, I think the reason I fell into that trap and we'll get a little bit more, get a little bit personal here, is because once you put something like a new methodology or a new way of doing things or a new process out there, you are opening yourself up to criticism. And when I put out there well over a year ago now, the reason that I left David Allen's Getting Things Done methodology behind, I got both, you know, some some really congratulatory comments and I got a lot of backlash a lot of, you know, you're not doing it right, you know, why are you calling him out on this, which is not what I was doing. And that kind of gave me pause to say, you know, well, if I build this course, what if I don't do it right? What if I don't price it right? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And that analysis uh, by the paralysis by analysis kind of, kind of got the better of me. And luckily, I'm surrounded by, by some really great people, not just who work with me, but, you know, I'm in some masterminds and stuff. And, and a lot of them are just saying, look, just go for it. You've been doing this for a while. You know your stuff. What's the worst that can happen? And 
you know, by attending conferences and seeing talks and all that stuff, you, you get the, you, I mean, you, you see that you're going to have more haters. You're going to have more people that are not going to get it. There are people that are going to give you a hard time, but you're going to have people that, that really want it. And, you know, as someone who, 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 uh, performs on stage and, and does, you know, speaking engagements, I'm the guy who will, after I finish a talk, go, man, I could have done that better. I could have done that better. I could have, you know, that, that could have been so much better. And, and in some cases, totally justifiable. In other cases, I'm just beating myself up. You know, I'm the guy that will look at the 99 comments that he gets and 66 of them are great and 33 of them are not. And I'll focus on the 33. So, you know, that was, that was the problem. And I just said, you know what? It's the same thing that I had to do with the front nine. And the same thing I had to do with all my other, with coaching is I just had to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, I'm doing this and this is what I'm going to do and publicly put it out there. If you're thinking about doing something like this and you're going to put yourself out there, literally put yourself out there by saying, I'm going to put myself out there on this date, like put it out there and, and be realistic with it too. And this is where I kind of ran into the problem with my original launch idea is originally it was going to be a, a course and a course is still in the works, but it's not happening right away. It's something that I want to do. Uh, there's all, but there is going to be some personalized coaching and stuff that I'm going to be bringing into the mix for, you know, once the dust settles on this launch, I don't want to be constantly launching and I don't want to be, I mean, that's not my style either, especially with a book that I'm working on. And that's where the book came into play. So when I originally launched the, uh, the idea of doing the playbook, the book, deal was kind of in the works and I was in the midst of working on it, but it wasn't concrete. And then once I started working on the book, I realized, Oh, this is more taxing than I thought it would be uh, considering the tight timelines. And so when I initially said I'd be launching on the 15th, I made a mistake. That was too early. It wasn't going to be ready the way I wanted it to be ready. So I went in and said, okay, we're going to do it on the 29th. So I actually went in and changed everything to the 29th and sent an email out to anybody who'd pre-ordered it and said, look, uh, the 29th is when it'll be ready. Um, I need more time. And the response, and see, this is the thing, is that you always worry about what's going to happen. And, and again, make no mistake, be realistic with your timelines. I was very aggressive. I thought I'd be able to do it. And even the 29th was very aggressive. I probably should have waited until the end of October to do it. And maybe launched in November or something like that. Uh, but uh, and and again, you're listening to this. If you're listening to this on launch date, you didn't. There wasn't a super powerful launch, you know, where I where I pushed it hard. It was just a hey, there's this new thing I've created. I wanted to get it out there. I hope it's helpful. And here it is. And uh, you know, uh, when November rolls around, which is when I kind of I call that November because I think it's a good time to kind of end the year strong. And for those people who are starting their year in September, like I do, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of like that that uh, hangover from New Year's. You're kind of like, you know, you're in that weird space where you may not be as as uh, accomplished or doing as much as you'd like. So this is kind of the reinvigorating spot. Plus, it's also a way for people to prepare for the the, the calendar New Year. So November is a pretty big time of year for me. And so that's probably when you'll hear a big, that's when the big blast will go out or that's when more people will, will, you know, that's when we'll really push it. Or maybe the course will come out then, or I don't know, I can't really say, but I would wager that, that something big will happen then because that's the big time of year for me. But the book is due in November as well, like the Wiley book. So I really, when, when I initially laid down and said, okay, this is when this thing is going to be ready, I wasn't realistic with it. So I guess the second thing is, is when you do put it out there and say, hey, this is when I'm going to do this thing, be realistic. 
Now, if you've got a day job and, you know, you know that it put all the variables in place and still draw a line in the sand, but don't draw it where you're going to be running to that line and you may not be able to get even an MVP that you're proud of out there. Because the playbook is out and there's going to be more plays coming. That's the other thing about a playbook is that plays are constantly added. You get a new offensive coordinator in football, there's some new plays. Sometimes they toss out the old playbook and put a new one in altogether. So we're going to be adding more plays in the, over over an extended period of time. And there'll be more. There'll be a lot of other things that 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 I'm going to be adding to it. Um, but I've got a schedule in place. I've got a plan in place. I didn't have that with the workbook because that was my first real product. This is. I've now created several. I've created you know things like you know the uh, night owl action plan, which you know did very well. I've created beyond productivity, which you know again the course that I'm working going to be working on and, and am working on, and that's the next thing I'm going to replace. You know, Meeting Makeover was a product that I did with with podcast producer John Polster, and it has not done as well as we would like. And and we're kind of figuring out what what the next move is with that. And I know you're I'm pulling things behind the curtain. You're seeing behind the scenes a little bit here, but you know there are some things that if you haven't checked out Meeting Makeover, you might want to do that. But <laughs> but uh, you know um, there were things like Do Better with Asana, which was a product I cre- co created with Jeremy Roberts. Uh, of cloud productivity. And, and now that's a product that we no longer even deal with. I, I've gotten out of the app game. Um, I actually was going to do a book on Todoist and I pulled out of that. Uh, and that was going to happen. I think it was early. It was late last year or, or early this year. You know, you have to kind of say, this is, these are what we're going to, these are the things we're going to work on. These things I'm going to work on and then, you know, work hard to make that happen. And so now, you know, we're about the halfway point here. I want to talk about, how I made it happen because I'm working on a book. So I'm actually going to talk a little bit about how my methodology played into the fact how I was able to do this thing. I look at the days of the week. I look at my week as every day has a theme. And if you've been listening and following my work for a while, you know this. So every day has a theme. Monday is my administrative day. Tuesday uh, is my online writing day. Wednesday is audio video day. Thursday is training day which is the training that I do for myself as well as training for others. Friday is book writing day, Saturday is family day, and Sunday is planning day. But I also do something called horizontal theming, which is, you know, for for all intents and purposes, just to, to break it down to the simplest, is time chunking specific blocks of time along the throughout the week that I give an area of focus. Uh, I, I allot for an area of focus. So what I did during the making of this product was I allocated my mornings to work on the the Wiley book. Once the Wiley book was in play, I said, okay, from this time to this time, and it, initially it varied, but eventually it wound up being from 9.30 to about 11.30, without, uh, not counting coaching clients in between. And I actually moved it so that uh, now that coaching clients only work with me in the afternoons, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then Thursday they work with me in the afternoons. So what I did was um, I initially made it so that uh, I was nine, basically 9.30 to 11.30. Once I changed my coaching client schedule, I moved my writing time, believe it or not, to 7.30 to, I think it was 7.30 to 9 for that. And then I would coach from 9.30 to 11.30, that, or 9.30 to 12.30. And then in the afternoon, again, from about 2 to 4, uh, that's when I would work on the, uh, on the, play, on the, on the, on the Wiley book. That's generally how it worked. 
Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I pick up my kids at school. And yeah, while they were at home watching TV and stuff, that's when I was working on the book. So some of the freedom that I have uh, and had was taken away basically to work on this book, which is, you know, again, we compromise, right? So that's how I took care of that. And then 1230 to 130 all the time lunch, all the time lunch, um, you know, and, and sometimes I took a lesser lunch just so I could, you know, putz around or do whatever. But more often than not, I would, I would take lunch between 1230 and 130. I'd sit in front of the TV normally just to get a bit of a brain drain. Um, and, uh, you know, watch, you know, again, maybe watch some NFL highlights to get some ideas for the playbook. Um, I actually watched Mary Tyler Moore reruns because I really like her show. I actually just finished reading the Dick Van Dyke book, Keep Moving. Really enjoyed that too. I wouldn't really read or do anything like that. I would listen to podcasts, things like that during my lunch period. In the evening, which is when I'm kind of in my prime time, you know, I I started to uh, initially write from about eight o'clock or eight thirty till about ten thirty, and that's generally what I've st- what I've stuck to. After reading The Power of When, I recognized that you know I should be doing a bit more working out in the evening. So what I did was I had an earlier dinner that uh, you know I ate with my family, but I had a light dinner, and then at eight o'clock I'd eat a more he- uh, heavier dinner because at, at you know at around six thirty to seven or seven o'clock I'd want to hit the bike or do some kind of workout for about a half an hour, and I stuck I started doing that mm, probably early September I would say so it wasn't happening right away, and if you've read my work on habit my, my the recent writing I've done in the newsletter on habits you see that I only take on basically two habits at a time one big one small or one work one personal. That's kind of my rule when it comes to that stuff. Again, taking on too much is a huge problem. So so the evening time, I would focus on the playbook because that's when I was creatively inclined to do that kind of stuff. And the, the reason that I didn't work on the, the Wiley book in the evening is because the Wiley book, the table of contents was already formulated. And a lot of that work was research-based and not really... It didn't really involve as much creativity as this playbook did, where I said, okay, here's how I run my days. Here's how I run my weeks. Here's the different plays. I didn't really, you know, have those in place there. By the way, if you're, as you're listening to this, you're, you're getting a little bit of a taste of what's in the playbook too. So keep that in mind. The evening hours made the most sense to do this kind of stuff because I would just brain dump all this stuff out, either in, in writing form or I'd take notes or, you know, I'd be reviewing the stuff I'd already put in Evernote because Evernote's where I ca- gathered my research and Scrivener's where I created the project. And then I'd move it over to Google Docs for my editor, Jim, to look at. And, you know, Carl was helping me. My friend Carl helps me with the sales stuff. And and so it really, you know, that's kind of how it happened. And Sunday being planning day, no coaching calls at all. There wasn't really a lot of planning going on. I'd plan my week ahead, but then it would be Wiley book for half the day, playbook for the other half. And, you know, Saturday was the day where I gave to my family. So they lost some family time, you know, during this period. I mean, the kids are new in school, too. Um, so that was something to consider. And then one of the things I wanted to do, and I've made some time to do this is I wanted to, you know, learn French so I could, my daughter's in French immersion. So I wanted to keep up with that. So I started to, you know, to use Duolingo to take French lessons. And I, I immediately signed up for Spanish too. And I said, no, no, hold on, Mike, you're doing it again. And we, and this is the thing is that we all fall prey to this. And this is why, 
why I created the playbook the way I did is that you can add plays and take them away. You can, but you can take them away. Like you can add them as you need them, but then take them away if you want. And just like with the, with the now year method, you know, if you want to use time theming, bam, you're going to have a, you're going to have an increase, probably the biggest increase of all. If you want to use mode based work, great. That's another incremental increase. But if you don't, that's fine. Uh, you know, if you journal, great, even better. No, you don't want to. Okay. That's fine. Like those are the three critical areas of of the now year method. So, you know, I mean, those are those are the big components. There's a lot more to it than that. But I mean, you will see that that the, the, the thing about this playbook is I wanted to make something that you could personalize because the whole idea of productivity is it should be personal. You need to, we need to put the personal back in productivity. And that's what one of my goals was with this thing. And the playbook allows you to insert plays that work for you in your workplace or in your home life or in your business. And then the ones that don't, you can just pull away. That's how I put this thing all together. Very, very light launch, nothing crazy. And I was fine with that. You know, I didn't want to, you know, very light in the newsletters, a couple of blog posts or a couple of rather social media updates, a blog post for, you know, when it went live and maybe some teasing up to that point. Uh, The week of the launch, yes, more, um, but not, not crazy. Uh, and you know, I didn't want to push it hard. You know, I mean, I guess part of the thing is, and and I'll kind of get close to wrapping up on this note is that you see a lot of people pushing and I, I know that, that selling is part of that. I think that that's something that I need to do more of. I wanted to make sure I did it in a respectful and responsible way. And so that's why I did it this way. When I launched the book, the playbook initially, I think what will happen, like I said, in November, and especially probably in January, is is I'd rather mention it regularly, consistently, you know, regularly over a period of time. So, you know, a lot of, there's no, you know, when you buy the playbook, it's not like you can only buy it for a limited time. I did that with the Now Your Action Plan last year, and it worked really well. Uh, Not this time. When I do coaching, you know, maybe the intensive that I'm going to do regarding this, uh, the Now Your Method, yes. There will be a limited time offer, and then all of a sudden, everyone will be starting at the same time kind of thing. But I need to be ready for that. And right now, as you know, I mean, I just finished speaking at uh, at FinCon. You know, I've got other speaking engagements coming up. I've got this book, and there's going to be a lot of responsibilities surrounding this book. I've got coaching training to do because the more of the stuff I'm doing outside of the business, you know, I want to make sure that I've got more people trained, and then I want to develop a program that can help other people train other people in my methodology. And then there's there's a lot of things that I really want to move the needle on, or at least, and I think this is the other thing to keep in mind, or at least figure out if I still want to do them. And then if I do earmark them for a certain time of year, and and incidentally, I've planned things all the way out till September of 2017. Like I know what's happening between now and the end of my year, which is is uh, basically my year wraps up in August of 2017. I know what what I've lined up. I know my monthly themes. I know what my yearly words are. I know what you know what areas of focus I'm going to have. So. The playbook was an interesting project to put together. I really wish that I'd done it sooner. I wish that I had... Uh, I know the lessons I've learned from this are that as soon as this thing is done and out, I'm going to... Not, I've already formulated the plan of you know releasing regular updates, but I'm going to go right into the next one as the side. So again, one big, one small. And if the big project right now is the Wiley book, then the small project will be whatever the next productivities project is. I want to make sure that that I put stuff out there that's valuable. And 
again, my intention is to do that. And the only way I can make sure that intention is served properly is by paying attention to it. So there you have it. That's the kind of the story behind the productivity is playbook. It's an ongoing story. It's not done yet. <laughs> it just came out. And uh, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I don't do solo episodes very often. I can't remember the last time I did one. And so uh, this was something that I wanted to do to make sure that, you know, I wanted to share this story with you. I thought it was important. So if you have comments, I'd love to hear them. If you're a Patreon member, you can leave them in the Patreon comments or in our exclusive Slack community. If you're not a Patreon supporter, then you can do so. Uh, just, you know, send me an email. Uh, you know, you can send it to askmike at productivityist.com and let me know what you think. And uh, if you want to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash productivityist. Remember, if you contribute at that $10 or greater amount you're going to get a copy of the playbook and and that that could be a, a you know a, a a bonus for you right there the playbook just so you know is 29 dollars. that's how much i'm asking for it so it's not that much money but there's a lot of value in there i i put a lot into it um, and you can learn more about the playbook of course by going to productivityist.com slash playbook that's it for this week's episode thanks to john polster for producing this episode thanks to all of you for listening and until next time this is mike vardy of productivityist reminding you to stop guessing and start going